Hey guys, this is Graham with the Brisket Podcast. Thank you. We welcome you into the podcast. It, this is one of the deals that uh, this is, we're closing out the end of the year. Uh, ever, everybody's kind of winding down. Uh, this yeah. is our time of the year where we're celebrating with our friends and families. We're definitely probably partaking a little too much with the uh, the, the libations, the alcohols. <laughs> libations. <laughs> yeah. That's the... Uh, the spirits. That is the, the definitely... That's the word of the day, libations. Libations. That, that's when you... Like that. You, you want to be like, not politically correct, saying... Yeah. I'm just not getting drunk all the time. <laughs> right. I know. I thought, no, the libations mean like I do it all the time. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just uh, a different point of view, I think. So it's, it's been a uh, weird, I guess, week, week and a half. So we hadn't, we hadn't podcast in like maybe two weeks. Uh, we had this giant freeze that just, it's basically like snow apocalypse slash. Polar Vortex, whatever um, Bro, movie easy. that you can like recommend. The, what is it? Was that one movie with the head like uh, the the day after tomorrow when yeah. all these like uh, cyclones Bro. started going off? I if, feel like that's what kind of happened to Houston. If you say that this was like the day after tomorrow <laughs> for Texas, you're gonna have like the rest of like the United States just. Hating us even more. Houston, you know I mean? Houston had it the worst out of the whole country. I think. Sure, so, yeah, right. yeah. We're just not built for it. My plants are dead. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know hey. what I had to suffer through. Uh, listen, first of all, y'all didn't suffer at all. I actually, my my pipes froze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I actually had frozen pipes, which I'm sure a lot of Americans did. But even then, I'm still like. Well, it's only seventeen degrees. It ain't, it ain't that bad, yeah. you know. I it could be worse. I have I have power, right? I had, I had heat in my house. Wind it was chill. actually great. Wind wind chill. It was one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. I saw the reports. I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, we didn't have it near as bad no. as the rest of the country. That there was got like eight feet like of snow, negative forty. I had to put on an extra blanket on my bed when I went to sleep. Okay, I had, we hey, suffered here. Hey, don't act like we didn't. Do you know what that felt like when he woke up? <laughs> It was sweaty. <laughs> Not good, man. <laughs> all I can say is they're all gonna laugh at us. Yeah, yeah right. And they probably are all laughing at us here Guess being what, in though? the south. But we're wearing flip flops today, so and it we're grilling, 70, we're 70, Seventy-five degrees. Today. Matt, Matt did a freaking pork butt today. Oh, I need to go check on that. There it's, it is. It's vented my backyard right now, resting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt did a pork butt today. This is what we do in Texas in December. Yeah, we flip flop well, and we we jean short it and go. A lot of people tune into the grab of the brisket to find out a little bit of the science of barbecue, but let me just break down a little bit of the science of uh, just the weather. Um, what's the terminology? Astrology? No, yeah. you, hey, you're breaking it down. You tell <laughs> us, James. Astrology. That's a <laughs> no. your sign. Astronomy. <laughs> that, that's what it's called. Um, Astronomy. It's a proven fact <laughs> no, that weather Meteor- meteorologist <laughs> further to the coast. Um, is a lot more like the the colder weather it freezes harder mm, mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm. closer to the south i don't know if you heard that term hard freeze hard freeze okay yeah, i don't know if they utilize that up north up north yeah probably not but when you're down south and when it freezes you oh. get the hard freeze wow i mean if you're in texas well then and I then all your knows. pipes just burst so there's probably a lot of people up north. It's like, well, I've never had a pipe burst over yeah. weather just freezing. Yeah. 
you haven't experienced a hard freeze like yeah. we have. So yeah, yeah, all those people um, up in the Midwest and up in North, they got soft freezes. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're they're out there. It's like it's like well, yeah. twenty all, all twenty winter, below. They're in uh, shorts, drinking yeah. beer, yeah. just in the Midwest. Just <clears> like <throat> this is no big deal. It's not the hard freeze, yeah. and they have no humidity to help that that cold. You know what I mean? Well, it's because all dry, their pipes are cold. wrapped. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's a uh, there's a formula. It's like what? humidity uh, with that square root sign <coughs> with some type of like uh, frozen hard freeze terminology. H, H- <laughs> I don't make H- the science up. It, over. it just it is. It is <laughs> what? what it is. But yeah. hey, we all survived, uh, and uh, thank God. This year, uh, I think two years ago, we all lost power, and that got a little little sketch for us. But hey, this is Texas. We rebound and we move on and we get stronger. So power stayed on. We're all good. Yeah, I, I will say this. I think probably the houses up north are probably built better at some point. Like there's more craftsmanship with all the unions up up north where they have to like go through a whole trade system in order to do what they do, right? And then down south, we just like. Let anybody, hey, what, what you build pools? <laughs> Sounds good, <laughs> right? You, you build houses? I'll take one. I mean, that's, that's kind of how we do things around here, right? If there's no really like. I don't like, know about that. But. Well, it kind of it is. Like, anybody can be a general contractor. That is true. I mean, if you think about it, like, I, it's just weird, okay? So maybe things were just, maybe we just start people up north, start building our shit down south. Maybe, maybe we'd be okay. You ever thought about that? No. And how dare you? It was a foolish idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me go back. I'm, I'm just kidding. Jan digresses and we move on. Uh, Alex, so we uh, we we hung out a little bit uh, over the little holiday. You busted in that new char griller offset smoker that you had. I did. And mind you, the temperatures were swinging down a little bit low. So seventeen. That was kind of a uh, a challenging type deal. Go ahead and talk a little bit about your experience with that thing? Well, the hardest part was I couldn't find wood, like logs of wood small enough to go in there <clears throat> except for mesquite. And I was like, I don't want to smoke this whole brisket on mesquite. So I ended up buying like chunks of wood that were post oak and it was just chewing through it. Uh, so like, you're, you're loading it up. You're like, That'd be good for a little bit. You're like, okay, the temperatures. It, oh, and it was burn that up. When yeah. I was trying to keep the the grill at like 275, is what I wanted to keep it at. The smoker wanted to run 300, and I fought it for like the first couple hours. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Do you want to run 300? We're going to run 300. Yeah. Like hey, I'm, I'm not fighting this anymore. Who was that? We actually had a guy on. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was that talked about letting the smoke? Was that Mo Kason? No. Who was that? Uh, I don't remember who that there was. was. There was, I, I, I remember I, the conversation. I'll go back. But yeah. the, the premise was, I'll, I'll go back and I, I want to give credit where credit's due. I'm saying, uh, but the biggest thing was letting the smoker cook the way it wanted to. Not don't fight the smoker. Right? Well, I did for about the first two hours. Right. Yeah, but lesson learned. <clears> right. So at least you adapted and, and moved. And you say you you accepted versus people. Some people will just know it has to be two twenty five. For twelve to fifteen, you know what I mean. That no, whole robot, you're like, dude, I right. get, I get. You wrote that, you read that same article or whatever else. But at the end of the day, right. your smoker has a limitation. It it wants to do what it wants to do, and it's built for a certain way. And I think you have to let it go. Like, yeah, it, and, it, and yours want to be at three hundred. <clears throat> there was no way I could have run this at two twenty five. Like, 
That's it would saying. just it would just snuff out yeah, in two twenty five. Right. 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 It, it, it wouldn't. So. The coals would have never carried over. No, not at all. Yeah. So it, it ended up being pretty good. I mean, they end up with a killer fucking smoke ring on it, yeah. which I was surprised it came out that well, but it was good. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It, you also mentioned like you were sore the next day. Oh, yeah. I was sore as shit because I'm steadily having to feed this fucking fire. Yeah. Like all day. You're up and down, up like, and down. So, so I had the meat probe in there. How and long like, of a cook? <clears throat> it was 12 hours. A 12-hour cook, which means you probably have a two-hour... You have a two-hour prep time. Is that is that about right? Right? And then you have a, a two-hour rest time. Yeah. Well, so yeah. this day for you, it's got to be close to a 16-hour day just to eat some meat. Yeah. Well, I trimmed the night before. Okay. So then I woke up in the morning, seasoned it, let it sit for a little while, went out there, yeah. so fired up, got some coals then, going. 16 hours. Actual time on the pit was 12 hours. Yeah. But it was a big brisket before I trimmed it. It was 21 pounds. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Good for you, man. So it was... How was it? It ended up being good. It was it was pretty tasty. Yeah. I didn't eat it... Well, I didn't eat it that day because it was for the following day. Yeah, so you cook, you, you pre-cooked it. I cooked it, it right? and then reheated it in the oven, which it still turned out really juicy. Yeah. It was it was pretty good, wasn't it? Everybody's like, yeah. dang, dude. It was pretty good for happening? my first solo brisket, like all by myself. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, I probably cooked 100 briskets. With as many like benefits and everything we've done, but that was the first one I've actually done like by myself. Yeah, nice. Good for you, man. Hell yeah. Hey, we're we're talking a little bit at uh, so every pit's different. So w- when you start off from the very the the bottom, I say bottom wrong. Um, it's an entry level smoker. Yeah, you, you get a smoker that's uh, two three hundred bucks or a couple <clears throat> hundred bucks. Very thin metal. Uh, the firebox, the airflow is probably not the same as you get on these very expensive pits. Uh, but it, 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 you're right, though. But I, I think I think these companies could do a better job as far as looking, um, not like what's popular or whatever else, because obviously that's not that's not the thing. And I'm sure that Char Grill tested whether or not this smoker was going to mm-hmm. have enough flow or anything else. But but don't you think it it does kind of matter? where that that exhaust comes down at and how far it comes down and everything else because i think that and the the size of the smokestack and i think i think a lot of these a lot of these pits miss on and it's not necessarily they're missing on purpose a lot of it comes down to material cost a lot of these times they use these sheet metal type stuff because it is very cheap and you can build a pit and put it out there and they're not necessarily designed to be long-term smokers for pork butts or briskets or whatever they, they it burn is. out quick because they will burn out quick it's a good smoker to be able to cook chicken smoke some ribs that type of stuff but like you're saying you fight the fire you're it's always a constant battle and it's swinging up swinging down so you you have that issue the more expensive pits that have the thicker gauge material that are able to hold the heat a little bit longer insulated firebox you don't fight it as much which 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 we can put some some bricks in there well part of the problem of for you was trying to find the right size logs to go in there and i couldn't because the firebox is too small 
the firebox is small, and the ones that I could find that would fit in there were mesquite. Yeah. So the post oak that I did find it was just chunked. Was small chunks. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's partially on me. That's that's all I could find. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just feed this bitch all day. Yeah. Well, and that's I what t- I did. I mean, it, it, listen. I mean, there's people out there that have char grills right now that, that are yep. cooking on these type of pits. And and please, if you, if you got one, tell us what you're doing. Uh, what, and maybe it's just the way our logs are split down here, uh, and weren't able to get a hold of any good dense, good size logs or something. But in your case, there's there's a bunch of people that have these pits that are trying to cook a brisket on it and, and facing the same challenges. You're like. Yeah, I went and bought some wood, but I couldn't get one freaking log to fit in the damn firebox. Yeah. Ooh, you know what I, I mean? And I was worried about, like, with feeding it that many little chunks, the wood is steadily lighting. So you're steadily getting, like, the dirty smoke coming yeah, going out. In. Yeah, you want that, that <clears> good even. And it's, yeah. I, I was surprised it didn't transfer to the meat. I was I was worried it would. Yeah. But it didn't. Always feeding. It gave it a hell of a smoke ring. I bet it did. But it I was worried about dirty smoke taste. Yeah, I, on I the know. Brisket. I know Matt had that same challenge as well. The the one prior to you getting the Oklahoma Joe, you had that uh, one before. I don't know if it was a char griller or if it was. Uh, it was like a new bronze field or something. But correct. I don't even think they're in business anymore. You had the same issue to where it was just like constant, like fighting the fire to mm-hmm. either stay up in temperature or. It was just like way low in temperature. And I, what was the one of the things that you did to kind of combat like? Keep that thing running. I, think I, I had a fan, and I pointed the fan right at the firebox in that little vent there, just to keep a constant like yeah. air blowing I, yeah. through that it, thing. It's just a constant circulation. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what it needed. And, I mean, it shoot through wood, but it would also that was the only way to keep my temperature. You know, but but, but in your case, you, your exhaust may have been too small. Yeah, and it's also the I thing mean, was like it's all it nothing been, right? sealed on it right. There was smoke leaking out of it. You know, it's thin metal, so you know. Yeah. There's like smoke leaking out everywhere. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I I never worried. Like, and if I see a leaky smoker, like like to me, I'm not worried about the smoke. I'm worried about the heat, the heat loss. Yeah, the actual smoke. I well, like, I, I feel the, like my on that meat, one, I feel like the meat's getting plenty of smoke. On, on I, that I, one, the lid didn't sit flush yeah where so, it goes down the fireplace so there's holes big enough where the heat's coming out of the you're fire just losing box. heat yeah, right? yeah yeah so i i get all of that right i just people talk about like oh it's a leaky smoker and you're like no i'm sorry is it smoking yeah if there's and plenty of smoke coming out the stack then you're getting you're plenty good, of smoke brother, in the meat, right yeah, yeah. And, and i think i think where pits fall short sometimes they don't have a big enough exhaust or and i'll be devil's advocate because i think that um sometimes certain barbecue pits get too big of mm-hmm. a stack mm-hmm. and the exhaust is too much and you Drawing don't like and, crazy. and you don't get the same radiant heat that you would normally get with uh let's say a smoker that's on a small smoker that's on my trailer right uh uh versus what's on john trailer and i i, I think that, that that is a certain thing like i think i think you could probably narrow those things down to like four inch pipe versus a six inch mm-hmm. and be just as good with a baffle on it or with a uh, topper or something but like that's that's a, mm-hmm. a for me i think a lot of people face that and and i'm not even sure if they even know like it is like oh no my, my it should take 
15 hours, you're like, mm, we could do it in 12. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably an episode that we need to really uh, sit down and, and think about and discuss as far as the manufacturing of these bits yeah. and the, the nuances that go in to how things work. Uh, like you're saying, the smokestack on these pits is very pivotal to how this thing draws that's right. and operates. So you're moving oxygen. I mean, that's that's the key of the game. It's like you got the firebox at the end. It's burning. You want to move that yeah, smoke I, I, in, I think, and you want it to draw and move out. Yeah, so, but I think that the people got so con- – they concentrated so much on clean smoke, Right. And the bigger right. the exhaust, the better the, the better the, the the fire will burn and it moves through. Yeah. Yes, I, I think you're correct, but there's a fine line in there that you're, you're running with. It's like could be yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's a too very much clean flow, smoke, too much flow. You're just pulling too hard, and that's right. You're, you're not getting any smoke. It's just very just like you're just a convection oven. You're just pulling heat. Basically, yes, and but it's taking longer to cook. Yep. Also, right. So when, when I think we can stifle it, it just a little bit, yep. and, and that was the whole premise of the back in the day was that having it, having it roll in, all the heat rises, right, and it pushes down, and finding that opening to go out, and exhausting, right. And I think it's why Gene, when Gene built our pit, like, I think he kind of knew that a little bit. Right. He's like, no, it's, this is gonna go great level, and he went great level with the exhaust. So it means the great the, the exhaust is sitting down at the very, very bottom of where the meat would be, which no matter what, it has to funnel back down and back up. To For us, it's always done really, really, really well. Right. I think you just gave away a million-dollar idea right there, and you just didn't know it. <laughs> Uncle Gene's Pits trademarked. There it is. So at, least let's, by, at least by the time you hear this, it will be. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so let's get into, uh, would you guys rather go into the beer review or get into the the actual smoking woods? Let's do the beer review first. That let's, way I have something to do while up. you're monologuing. Let's cut it up. Yeah. Let's break up the monotony <laughs> and just like cut the it. The menage's no. knees. Definitely not. Yeah. Okay. That's not the word. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. knees. <laughs> Menagerie. All right. Hey, let's slide into the grabbing the brisket. Beer review. What'd you bring us? I'll be honest, that gets more magical every time <laughs> I hear it, guys. Hey, I brought a St. Arnold's lawnmower. Uh, so this is one I think we've already done before, but possibly. I, I think we're going to start revisiting some of these beers that we've done in the very beginning just to see Sco- where things have changed. Rescore them. Our palettes have changed yeah. over over the oh. year, mm-hmm. over the year and a half I, that we've started doing this type deal. So. Did you hear that noise? Let's get it. Hmm. There it is. It was crisp. It was crisp. So what style is this? I actually don't know. This This is is a... It's got to be a lager. Yeah, so first off, this is uh, Texas' oldest craft brewery. We got St. Arnold's Brewery. This is the Fancy Lawnmower Refreshing Outdoor Beer. So when, when, when I saw this can originally before me ever even trying it and my dislike for ipas and their Mm. grass clipping type beers that just taste like pine needles i saw this all the time and i was like 
I'm not gonna like this because it's literally just just tastes like grass clippings. You like, thought it was IPA. I thought it was yeah. an IPA, and I was like, I'm not gonna drink it or whatever. And I think uh, uh, Bennett, my brother-in-law, kudos to him. He always brings it over, and uh, and I, I tried it, and I was like, this is pretty good. I, I'm not uh, I'm not mad at this. Uh, uh, let me go ahead and just give this thing. But uh, the St. Arnold's Brewing, uh, it's top-notch place. Yeah. So it's there's a reason it's been around for so long now. Correct. Yeah, it's a good brewery. They put out good product. The can's good. It's like looks like somebody in the back of the sun that's like actually like mowing. Mm-hmm. It looks then, like a gnome. Then you have the uh, the flamingo and the uh, the all the uh, yard type stuff. Soccer ball and uh... like what's in his hand though? It looks like a beer. Like it's, it's on a what's flamingos. That? Hey, do. You, no. Do you know what What's colors, on top of the beer? Do you know what shoe? color a flamingo is, that, is when it's born? No. It's not pink. Is it Dude. white? I think it's white. I think yeah. it's like tannish <clears throat> white. Dude, it's holding a it's holding a guy with a lawn and a dude's mowing on top of that lawn. No, he's just do you see that? out there. He's not holding the lawn. Yes. No, he's holding a lawn. There's a dude with a lawn mower. That's the, grass, bro. Do you see it? It's in the background, though. Yeah. That's grass. That's a dude with a lawnmower. He's not holding that. It's yeah. in the background of his arm. His hand is above the... Well. <laughs> that's what four glasses of wine... I was to say, how many lawnmowers you drank already? Six, <laughs> six beers with the EU. So. Well, this is a Kolsch, not an IPA. This is a Kolsch. So there you go. Okay. And I love this beer. This is, to me, this it. is like one of my... My easy drinking craft beers. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It's a definitely a lighter craft. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> it, so this is a very introductory beer to getting into craft beer, right? It is. It, it, it's, it, it, honestly, I mean, like, you, if you if you don't like this beer, then go back to Miller Lite. Yeah, just go back. Bit. Just don't even don't yeah. go any farther. Go back to You're Miller Lite. Like the rest. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and this beer's been out for like. Close to twenty years. I yeah. want to say it's probably one of the first ones they did. No, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like it was their very first style of beer to get people to like other beers mm-hmm. type deal, right? And I've been to their brewery. And it's kind of cool. I don't know if you've ever seen it on the shelves. They'll have a. It's just like the same can, but it'll have lawnmower crossed out, and it'll say weed whacker. Like it looks like oh, it's yeah, pasted yeah, over it. Yeah. yeah. And I found out the brewery. So that's the stills where they're brewing the lawnmower. Like the very bottom of it, that kind of collects all the sediment and everything. That's where they pull and make the weed whacker out of, and I think mm. it just has like okay. it's got like a little more flavor in it and everything because it's all that stuff that kind of comes out at the very bottom of it. So that's I like the say, uh, a lot of breweries do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I lost my train of thought there. But Keystone, I think uh, there, there's some breweries like the bottom of whether it's Anheuser Busch or whatever it is, but whether we make them like. Just say Bud Light. Mm-hmm. The very bottom of that, whatever, that's what they make. Keystone. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm lying. I don't know what it's called, but I know it does diminish in quality a little bit. I'm sure it's not the same thing with the yeah. St. Arnold's it's and not the Weed Whacker or whatever rice it is. Or whatever yeah. the hell Bud Light's made out of. Right. <laughs> rice water. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and score this first. Go for it. Uh, I'm gonna get... listen. Uh, just remember, Matt. This is a 90 second beer review. Yeah, right. So I, I've had lawnmower before where it tasted better. So I'll 
So I've I have given I would have give this like a nine before, but for this particular can we're having, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Dude, that's a good score. Love it. But I think that you're being kind of a I'm being stingy. Yeah, you think I'm being stingy with the score? Man? No, I, th- I think I think you should go up. I, I think you should score it the way you want to score it, and I scored it the way I want to score it. Well, you did eight point five. If I had a better can, been the nines like I've had in the past, but okay. this can eight point five. All right, I'm trying. James. Yeah, maybe it sat on the shelf for just a little too long. We'll never know. Yeah, it only gets an eight point five. Sorry, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I'm I'm there with you. I, I'm at an eight eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this beer is really good. I take a drink of it. I keep waiting for the staleness to happen. Like I feel like there's going to be a staleness, and I think it's I'm I'm already kind of gotten there a little bit, and that's why I'm thinking. Of, I, I've had this before, and it's been better, and I do agree with you because. I, it's almost that cracker taste, right? And mm-hmm. this is on the cusp of having almost that cracker. Like, just like, uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of just like, ugh, you know? Uh, great beer, 8-8. Eight, eight. I, I could drink probably 12 of these yeah. tonight. Easy. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, motherfuckers. No, they're good. Like, it's a... It's kind... Like you feel like it's gonna be a full body when you first take a sip, and then there's no aftertaste. Just smooth. Yeah. Right? It just ends. Crispy. Yeah. And like, it's good. Like yeah, I, it's a perfect example right there. Like you uh, take a sip and you're like, you're waiting for something to hit the back end, and like, then there's nothing though. Yeah. It's just like uh, and just and you're like, well, let me mm-hmm. figure out what that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like drinking a light beer. But with flavor, yeah, right? right. With, with more flavor, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, I enjoy it. Uh, I think y'all y'all like it a little bit more than I do. I'm going eight three. There okay. it is. All right, all right. And then there was James, and then there was James. Uh, I'd love to give this a solid number, like just a just a very solid score. You be able to help yourself. Um. But honestly, I wanted to give it a little bit better than an 8.0. So I'm going to go 9. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Wow, the highest like of it. all of us. Wow. Yes. Okay. Nice. Nice. It's a good beer. Solid it is a good beer. beer. It's a good solid beer. Well, James, you want to exit out of... Close out the grabbing the brisket. Beer review. more St. Arnold's in here. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you in part by Oklahoma Joe's new Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills. Since the company's humble beginnings in 1987, Oklahoma Joe has helped those who appreciate the process and the craft of smoking. What began with Joe Davidson, a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and a dozen hand-built smokers at the Oklahoma State Fair over 30 years ago, has since forged an Oklahoma Joe's brand that builds some of the most sought-after smokers. Oklahoma Joe has a proud history of creating uncompromising smokers and grills with carefully crafted design, and the newest generation of the popular Ryder Series pellet grills carries on this tradition. The new features in the Oklahoma Joe's Ryder Deluxe pellet grills include a pit control 2.0 system that delivers the category's first dual sensor temperature control, fire-focused dual sensor feedback optimizes temperature control based on selected cooking styles, low and slow smoking, or high heat grilling. 
a power feed system that boasts the high torque auger motor that powers through pellets for incredible power and performance. The new Rider Deluxe series builds on several popular features, including smoke and sear modes, which features an impressive temperature range that runs from 200 degrees Fahrenheit to a searing hot 650 degrees Fahrenheit, and a 20-pound quick-draw hopper that allows unused pellets to be drained in seconds for simple storage, removal, and swapping of pellet flavors. Guys, if you want to find out more information about the new Rider Deluxe Series pellet grills from Oklahoma Joe, check out the Oklahoma Joe's website, and the link is in our description in the bio, and that's oklahomajoe.com. This is Beer in Front. Every week I'll talk about a beer that maybe we've forgotten along the way while we get those check-ins and badges. Being the Chicago beer guy, I'll also talk about great craft beer in the city of Chicago. And remember, sometimes the beer in front of you is the best one yet. That's Beer in Front, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hey, uh, grabbing the brisket podcast sponsored by St. Arnold's Brewery. That would be wonderful. (laughs) Let's go. So as a new series that we're actually not new series, as we go along, talk a little bit about brisket and the, the different types of woods that we smoke with. There's a few things that I jotted down that I sent to you guys. Uh, so different types of woods that you can use to smoke with. And I'm not talking about the flavors of wood. Talk about different types of wood. Mm-hmm. This is all wood. So, number one, off the bat, you have the logs. Stepping down from that, you have the chunks, chips, sawdust. I don't know what you're cooking with sawdust, yeah, but uh, uh, this. Don't cook with sawdust. <laughs> do not cook with sawdust. You have discs. I've seen certain types of uh, um, smokers that has like a, uh, a almost like pellets. Where you just put these discs in there, mm-hmm. and it sits there and feeds the firebox with these discs. Hey, I'm not mad at that. Hey, you do you, and then from there it goes to pellets. Now, have you ever have you ever smoked with chips? Like that that's like people who have like a propane. They want to get some smoke in there, right? And they make the little Correct. tray with the chips. I've never done that before. I've done but, that like in the very beginning of my smoking type. Uh, nobody I say ever career, did that, bro. Uh, nobody even cared. To, I I never did. I was like, first of uh, all, not doing that. Do not soak your wood chips in water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Of course you do. No. Yes, no. Never. 100%. Why would you do that? Like, because uh, you want because you're not looking. Uh, you want a slower burn time on it. True. Uh, if you want a smoldery smoke, right? But you're talking about smokers that they don't. People that people that are u- utilizing u- instruments like that, they're not smoking on an offset. You know what I mean? It, it's a way to introduce a smokiness to that, and, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think you should do that if you don't have the means to have the the, the real deal. You know what I mean? Well, I think but, if, you're, if you're using wood chips, you're not smoking a brisket. Yeah, it's like you, no, you, you, you want to get a little smoky flavor no, in your steak. Listen, I thought that listen, you'd be using no, that. You are. See, that's the misconception about smoking briskets. The, right. the, the misconception is like, so this is why it's been such a, a novelty in the last like probably 15 years or 10 years, right? It's, it's this method that, it, that everybody sold. These companies like came in, master built. All these companies came in and said, 
you can get this brisket if you buy this type of, of barbecue pit, right? It wasn't until like Aaron Franklin came on television and said, no, you're going to have 1,000-gallon smoker outside, and you're going to smoke it at 225 degrees, and you're going to rotate these briskets every whatever, and you're, you're, you're only going to maintain this. And once they saw what it looked like and the bark came off, and they're like, oh, my God. I never saw something like that before. Like, how many times do you have somebody come downtown and said, damn, this is the best brisket I ever had in my life. What did you do this on? Was this on? And they look over and you're like, no, I did on that. They're like, oh, my God, look at that. That barbecue pit. And it's it's a small barbecue pit. They look at it and go, oh, my God, that's a huge barbecue pit. And you're like, okay, you live in an apartment. You're on a back patio. You have one little thing. So the ideal equipment is a master built. That's what they have. So once you realize that the mass populace have been fed a lie, right, and they've been fed to eat shitty barbecue their entire life, and then once they have really good barbecue, it changes their world, this is how it happens. Yes. No, I, I agree with you 100%, but I don't know how we got off from talking about using chips. Yes, because that's <laughs> smoking chips. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, that's that's you can't listen. If you're, all I can you're tell you're never going to make good barbecue on a smoking chip freaking pit. All I can tell Not you, my, my personal experience in using chips, it smokes up really quick. Yeah, you get that smoke really quick. It, but if you keep using it over and over and over again, your barbecue is going to be very just. Bitter yes. and dirty that, smoke. That's that's what I'm saying. But this is the mentality that, that people have had across the masses going, this is good barbecue. And you're like, this is not good barbecue. Oh, wait. So you're saying that they think that they're making good exactly. barbecue by using chips. Exactly. Okay. Now I'm with you. I was I was trying real this, hard to stay with you that whole time. This is the con. I thought Jane was been, on the side. I know. Of that's what I thought too. Barbecue with cooking chips <laughs> I, you you can cook with cooking chips you can't yeah. you yes. can make any meal but you're not going to make great barbecue and yeah, that's correct. the difference right yeah and i thought i thought chips it, is like if i'm cooking a steak or a piece of salmon and i want to want a little bit hot, of the smokiness 100 throw some chips in fish 100 yes. it, it, it translates so well but not for like red meats or really porks yeah, no, I totally agree with you guys. Uh, so let, let's get a little bit into the uh, the flavors, flavors. The, the the actual flavors of wood. It, there's a, I mean, literally, like go outside of your yard and you can sit there and see all the different flavors of wood that you could sit there and smoke with. Uh, you yeah. could, but should you? Yeah, I'm not going to go out there exactly. and chop down my china berry and start smoking meats on it. So Right, well... Mm-hmm. And so, and that'll get us into like the most popular, common types of woods. And all right, so the top wood choices for barbecue. Mm-hmm. Let me just read off a lot of these. I've never cooked with. So, top from bottom. Not saying best from least or whatever it is. We got alder, apple, cherry, guava, and maple. Wait, I'm sorry. That's where it ends. No, no. Okay. Or this is th- alphabetical order. I think this is going from light woods all the way down to okay, uh, okay. very like strong woods. Okay, gotcha. 
I've never cooked with alder. I've never cooked with guava. I think I have alder chips. Or, or sorry, alder uh, pellets from okay. the pellet smoker. I think I got some Traeger auger, whatever it's called, alder. And, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, and I didn't like the flavor of it. <clears throat> I was just using whatever chips I had, and I think I was trying to cook yeah. the wrong thing. It's probably for like fish or something well, light. It know? does. It says it's a light flavor for seafood. Yeah, okay, yeah. there you go. I was using the wrong thing because that's yeah. all I had. <laughs> it, I, a lot of these woods are not good. We've been talking about a brisket for quite some time. A lot of these woods are not good for brisket because they are very light, mellow type of woods. Definitely never cooked with guava wood before. Right. Uh, on to the next, uh, we have peach, pecan, hickory, mesquite, and oak. Yeah. Everything but peach. I've cooked hey, with. No apple. Apple was on the beginning, right? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very mild. Uh, a lot of these uh, very mild woods are great for pork, chicken, and seafood. Mm-hmm. Very mild. Because you don't really want like a harsh smoke flavor. If you're doing like, I don't know, we'll, we'll say some yeah, some so, mussels or but, some <laughs> type of like uh, whatever. Yeah. You, like, you don't, uh, if you put some mesquite on them, it's like, it's just not going to taste great. Yeah. But I, but I, I would, I, I don't know if I know mesquite can be considered harsh, but, but have you, have you ever had a piece of mesquite cooked food and said, oh, this might be too much? I started with mesquite <clears throat> on the brisket and, I did, and and, and, and I, it gets a bad rap, I think. But well, I think I, a lot of I it's subjective. Like, I don't know if it does. Like I think that people don't cook with mesquite enough. Like, I started with a couple it's logs. It's such a good smelling piece of wood when burned. But I didn't want to use it for the whole cook because it can be overpowering. Yeah, but, but you know that because people have said that. But like, how much mesquite wood smoked have you had? They go, ugh. And I, I, fall, I fall in the same boat with you because I say it all the time. I'm like, well, maybe that's... But have you? Or no? No, I've never cooked with it through a whole like through a whole cook for brisket. That's the thing. It's like maybe. <laughs> the reason I started with it was like that was the wood that I found that would fit in the fucking firebox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I want to get some. I put some charcoal down first, some lump charcoal. Yeah, get it going. And then like, I had this mesquite too, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna turn this into lump charcoal yeah. also. I, <clears> but I, it I, burned I, really I slow and really long. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna throw the brisket on. We're gonna get a little mosquito on this motherfucker. Like, I, 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 it's not a sleeper wood because I know we know about it. I think it's sleeper wood for everybody else in America, right? It's probably just regional, right? I, it's I, regional. I think very regional. A lot wood, of people. That's right? all they use. It's from here all the way throughout Mexico, and the migration of of cattle and everything else. That's how it happened, right? But I'm telling you right now, it's a sleeper wood that people think it's too harsh. Some of the best steaks in my life came off of that. Well, it, it's all going to be subjective for sure, 100%. Yeah. Anybody that's listening to this, like, oh, I love mesquite. I can tell you right now for sure, I've cooked a brisket on 100% hickory. That turned out like ass. <laughs> it tasted like shit. I'm not going to lie. And it, maybe it's the wood I got, uh, but it was all hickory. I was like, this tastes so smoky and just weird. I was like, I'll never cook with this in my life. I will do smaller cooks and I've done smaller cooks with hickory or whatever. Maybe it's the same thing with 
mesquite with other people. I love mesquite cooking with other woods. Uh, I love mesquite grilling on an open, open flame or whatever. Love it. I've never done a brisket on fully 100% mesquite. I'll try it. I'll do it. Um, but I know I did that I've hickory, on all, and that all was just straight up garbage. I've done brisket on mesquite. I I I had no difference. Yeah, I, I was I, not going to. It burned clean. It burned hot. <clears throat> like it was a true temperature. I actually like, actually like cooking mesquite. It, it wasn't bad starting out with, and like, then once I wrapped it, at that point it doesn't fucking matter what doesn't you throw on there. <clears throat> so basically, you that's did. when I that's when I went back and like. Uh, I had a whole lot of mesquite, and I'm like, so Alex just here we go. First, well, see, uh, I, of course, mesquite. I had barbecue growing up, and some people in my family cooked barbecue. But it wasn't until I moved here and was hanging out with James all the time, him cooking. Yeah. So basically, for me, it's like oak is just everything because that's just what I learned from James, and everything else is like an accent wood. Yeah, like oh, I can throw like a little bit of this on top of the oak to give it a little bit different. But yeah. that's just what I've picked up now because I've just been cooking around James for so damn long. All right. Well, let's let's get off. Let's get into the let's woods that off. you don't want to cook with. Let's get off and let's get let's in. let's let's get, let's get off and let's get in. So. Yeah, Jan's, uh, been, right. Jan's been trying to get off this whole time. Damn it! <laughs> I have been. Yeah. Uh, some of the woods that you don't want to cook off. Uh, Are you wanting us to guess? Can, yeah. Okay. Guess. Pine. One hundred percent. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Anything that says pine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Done. That's how you get sick. Do so, not. Beside your cedar planks, don't right. do it. I can always, uh, yeah. I love the uh, the one time I was like uh, over here, and uh, shout out to Scott, you uh, spear, ex-neighbor. Um, Loud dog Scott. We, we, we were starting to fire. We're like, I guess I ran out of like fire starters. He's like, it's great. I got it. He goes and rustles up like a shit ton of pine needles. <laughs> And like pine cones and leaves, and just tosses it into the Weber, and it's like lights it up. It's like there you go. I'm like, I'm in danger. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. Uh, I used to be a uh, uh, a forest ranger, so I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah, okay. I used to prevent forest fires, but I had a guy in college. Like we were, we were cooking steaks on like a like an old smoky <clears throat> and you know everybody's you know throwing their own steaks on one guy comes up he's like hey i, I brought my own wood that i, I want to smoke mine with and it was fucking pine mm-hmm. and oh, like bro shit. if you're going to use that you're going last yeah. <laughs> right like no nobody's going to eat that like you're going to get sick right my grandpappy used to cook with this right here. This is what I'm using. And we let him eat it. Like, we let him do it and fucking oh, geez. eat it. And I mean, it's he, probably, listen, he was okay. alive the next day, so like, I guess it was okay. It's, it's not, yeah, you're not, first of all, it's, it's, you can do it. It's just there, isn't there like a turpentine or something inside? There's a pine? resin. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. uh, this article that I found, never under any circumstance use... <laughs> Eastern cedar, uh-huh, okay. cypress elm. I, I think there's a comma there. Cypress elm, eucalyptus, sassafras, liquid amber, pine, redwood, fir, spruce, or sycamore. What about for blueberry? smoky meats? <clears throat> uh, these trees uh, are high in resin. 
and oils that cause thick smoke when lit, uh, which can cause all sorts of dangerous situations and health consequences. Yeah. It makes sense, right? Yeah, it, I, it, I thought it, those it, were like it, super sappy kind of yeah, trees. It, you know? it, they feel like that, right? Yeah. Even pine like is super right? sappy. Yeah. So, yeah, contain a lot of toxins and chemicals that can transfer from the wood into your food as you uh, cook it. Yeah. There you go. I had somebody try to give me a whole bunch of mulberry to smoke with, and I was like, I don't know. I've never used that, and I don't know anybody who's used that. So, the snozzberries uh, taste like (laughs) snozzberries. No thanks. Yeah, it's like, like I was saying, oak pretty much all the time. I've cooked on pecan, and I was like, okay. I I wish it's because I didn't have oak. You know what I mean? And I've used some fruit woods like cherry and apple before, and I thought that went pretty good with some like pork I was cooking. Yeah, but it pretty much it's like it I, did I, go I, well. Yeah, I just feel like with oak, it's like just goes with everything, and I'm always safe if I just yeah. use oak. So I, and, and there, there's a difference, right? So white oak versus red oak, and there is a difference. And people were like, uh, "All I got some red oak over here." I'm like, Ugh. "Do you got any?" Um, you got any posts? Can, can I get this, or can, maybe I can get a little a mixture or something? You know, and maybe maybe not go all the way. I, I grab a little mesquite, maybe grab a little pecan, and it gave me a little bit of red oak or something. But typically, if you want neutral, it's a white oak. The white oak is a very neutral burning wood. It's it's dense. It just works, and that's why it does well. We should do an experiment and grab one of each log and cook a brisket with yeah. it. I want to see Jan Everyone cook a brisket we just talked about. on a propane smoker using only wood chips. I do. Just to see if you can do it. See how it comes out. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. Of course I can do it. I, I 100% can do it. Do you soak your wood chips in water? <laughs> no, I do it in whiskey. But I'm a fucking maniac. So Texas whiskey. Yeah, we, we see a lot, uh, before we close out, uh, we see a lot of people soaking their wood chips in water because they feel like that's going to prolong the smoke. Right, right. I, it smokes longer. It smolders. Like, do you, yeah, smolders. Yeah, the, there's a lot more white billowing smoke coming out of this yeah. thing. Do you see how much smoke I'm getting out of this? Like, soak <clears throat> all the wood chips forever. I, you know, all these five-star Michelin chefs, they're sitting back and they're like, they have those little smoke guns, right? Or they're yeah. burning the wood chips and they're sucking it down their tubes. And and the whole time you're like, great, you just introduced dirty smoke to your fucking right. $50 duck. Carcinogens. You're I fucking, just paid hey, $50 for this whiskey. Yeah, yeah they're, you, they're doing hey, that with the, with the whiskey drinks now. Hey, put right. a little dome if, with if, the, if, yeah. if, if he wanted to be creative and, and literally want to be creative, Motherfucker would run outside to a smoker that he'd been going all day, right? Only for that one moment and placed that one single dish inside of that smoker and let it smoke for 10 minutes and pulled it. And, and instead, you went the cheap route with some cheap plastic Spoke snuffer. Out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, yeah. get the fuck out of here. And, and you think <laughs> that's five star? Yeah. This is what's wrong with the fucking reality. Well, it's because you do it on the in front of them so yeah. it's like a show hey, hey it looks good hey get, guess what when i drag you outside of the smoker outside you're gonna think it's a five-star show right hey, you know what i mean well they your, don't have a smoker outside bro keep your that, crack away from wrong. me that's what's wrong with the fucking reality 
with 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 the cooking around here. Let's be honest. Mm. Well, good good stuff, James. Let's be honest. It. Like this has been good an stuff, awesome Matt. grabbing the brisket podcast, and honestly, guys, I've enjoyed talking barbecue with you. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. I have nothing to say besides uh, Alex. Smoke on. Shit. Fuck it. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Sucklebusters Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Coolie Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.